0: Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the
1: home of the hit, it's time for...
0: Suck Attack. The number one award-seeking comedy podcast about comedy...
2: Podcast.
0: And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster... Mark Hershaw.
3: Hello, chum. It is I, Mark Hershon, purveyor of Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. And your ears are hearing Epi 89. If you're a subscriber to us via connectpal.com slash Suckatash Show, that's all lowercase, by the way, Suckatash Show, just found that out. Should have probably said something earlier. But if you are a subscriber for just 2 bucks and 79 cents a month, you're hearing this two days before anyone else. Otherwise, if you found Succotash through iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, our Facebook page, or any other means, would you do us a favor? Go back and rate us if you can. Five stars on iTunes and maybe a short review. You can like us on Facebook. A thumbs up on Stitcher would be great. A heart on SoundCloud is the way to rate us there. But whatever you have access to, it costs you nothing and makes a world of difference to us because it jumps us up on the ratings and that means people can see us and find us and uh, wonderfulness will ensue. Of course, if you'd like to contribute more substantially to the world of podcastery, I invite you to visit our home site, SuckatashShow.com. There you will see a bloggy rundown of this and every episode of Suckatash. This week features a picture of our special guest, Hob the Troll, as well as clickable titles for each of the podcasts that we'll be clipping in just a few minutes, and those links will take you to their home site, or at least the best one we could find. Plus, there's a beautiful donate button that you can click on to hand us over some loose out of your pocket. Or if you use the Amazon banner at the top of the page, you can do your online shopping and help us out at the same time. Because Amazon will be so grateful that you went to their site from ours. They will send us a little monetary thank you in return. In fact, our good friend Ed Wallach from uh, the Don't Quit Your Day cast uh, did that this week. That's right. He uh, sent me a tweet. I'll mention that later in the tweet sack. And uh, he bought some new podcasting equipment uh, by going there through our site. So thank you, Ed. Why should you contribute to Succotash? Are you saying it to yourself? After all, you can easily get the show for free, right? Well, I like to think that you like what we do here, featuring podcast clips from around the interwebs so that you can get a taste of what is out there amongst the literally tens of thousands of comedy podcasts. And maybe find some new favorites to follow. Since we don't have sponsors, except for Henderson's Pants, of course, it would be great to be able to call ourselves listener-supported. All right. Commercial mode off. Welcome. As I mentioned, Epi89 features my audio visit with podcaster, raconteur, singer, Renfair hanger-on, and bridge hanger-outer, Hob the Troll. Although there are millions of trolls on the internet, Hob is the only actual troll troll that I know of. And how lucky are we that he hosts a regular Hobcast?
4: Well, uh, I started out um, at the uh, Michigan Renaissance Festival in, uh, in Holly, Michigan. And uh, I was part of uh, uh, part of Streetcast uh, for a couple of years, and I did that. And then other fails, uh, in also in Michigan, asked me to uh, get together a stage show, so I did that. And then I, I started. Um, uh, I went to another fail uh, owned by the same people in uh, in in, in Yield Tampa Bay. <laughs> so. I've been, uh, I've been doing those shows for quite some time, and I did uh, other ones in Michigan, and I went out to Texas for a hot minute, and yeah, I've been doing it for about, uh, I don't know, like 12 years, something like that.
3: Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty impressive, actually. Thank you. So there's a little taste of Hob. We'll be hearing more from him in due course, not just our conversation, but a clip from his Hobcast and a song from his repertoire. Before we get there, we've got some clips from other comedy podcasts, of course. Some were collected by yours truly, others contributed by our associate producer Tyson Saner, harvested in his remote mountain Erie, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. No podcasters sent in clips this week, although you are always welcome to. If you're a comedy podcaster, we accept three to five minute clips of your show in MP3 form. Uh, no promos, please, if you can help it. And you can send those in to clips at succotashshow.com. We also have a double dose of Durst. That's two of our Burst-O-Durst segments with comedian Will Durst this episode, plus a classic Henderson's Pants commercial, the Tweet Sack, and our 10 most active shows on the Stitcher Top 100 Comedy Podcast list. Normally at this juncture of the show, I would play a snippet from the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour where our friends Dean Hagelin and Phil Larness mentioned this show during their show. But their recent episodes have been pre-recorded because they've been off doing things, and when that happens, we often don't get to hear about us from them. So this week, I'm going to play a straight-up clip from the chill-pack Hollywood hour that has nothing to do with us and everything to do
1: with Dean. When we, when we started this show, like the hot place still that people would come when they were tourists and they were coming, you know, and they wanted to experience the nightlife of Los Angeles and Hollywood, uh, it, it was still the Sunset Strip. Yeah, yeah. And now you've got downtown and you've got the Hollywood Strip. The Hollywood All Strip. All those clubs clubs in Hollywood. Uh, yes. Right? And in Santa uh, Monica even. Um so uh but back then Skybar <laughs> was one of the real big. And now Skybar <laughs> does Skybar even still exist? It does still exist, but, but it's it is so yeah. passe. Well, yeah, it's one of a thousand typical bars. And uh, and really you hit Sunset Strip now on a Friday night a Saturday night, it is nothing compared to the traffic uh Downtown, traffic in Hollywood. Um but uh, Sky Skybar was really was really, really a hit place. And when you first was it first moved here or first came here uh, I think well I was on the X File so I had right. two places going at the same time. So right. I had a place in Hollywood and a
5: place up in Vancouver and uh everybody goes, Oh, you're gonna see a lot of celebrities at Skybar, you gotta go. <laughs> oh man, see celebrities and like you know, you're fresh from Vancouver.
1: Yeah, and so even though you're on a hit show, yeah. that's exciting because you grew up a fan of uh, Hollywood movie making. And uh, so, wow, that you got to do that. Got to do that. So I go to the Sky well, Bar. I, I'm, who's the wonderful actor? Uh, he just won uh, Cannes Film Festival Best Actor. He works with Mike Lee, all the, uh, Timothy Spall. I may have mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Uh, When he won, maybe not. It's so hard to keep track of whether we're pre-recording or not. But when (laughs) Timothy Spall won uh, Best Actor, I was reminded of the fact that one night I saw him out at the the Chinese theater in Hollywood, and again, this was before Hollywood, that stretch had right. been revitalized, but he, like everyone, when he came to the town, wanted to go see the hands and the footprints. Absolutely. And this was a guy who was already starring in so many great movies, like Topsy Turvy, but no one recognized him because right. he was a popular British actor, but had never come here to work. Right. Now, of course, this will hopefully change, having one best actor at can. Well, but anyway, okay. So you're in the same position. You, you, you're on a hit show, but you come and you want to see the celebrities. The and so, and and then I go into the Sky Bar, and it's like, it's You sit at the
5: bar, right? I sit at the bar. And then I talk to, I say to the bartender, hey, man, I heard there's lots of celebrities. Who's the celebrities here? And he goes, dude, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I could see
3: me anywhere. This is a waste of time. <laughs>
5: oh. The saddest bloody I never went out to a bar again
3: after that. There you go. A full-on clip clip, boys. Find more. Lots more. Those guys have been changing the way we listen to the internet for over seven years over at their home site, chillpack that's C-H-I-L-L-P-A-K, Hollywood.com, or at their new base of operations, Blog Talk Radio. It's Dean Haglund from Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, and ladies and gentlemen, this is Suckatash, a comedy podcast podcast. If you want the top 10 show on Stitcher's Top 100 Comedy Podcast list, you will have to go to Stitcher.com and look it up yourself. But if you're looking to find out which shows ended up on the 10 most active shows on Stitcher's Top 100 Comedy Podcast list, you have come to the right place, and here it is.
0: The 10 most active shows in the Stitcher Top 100 Comedy Podcast list!
3: At number 25, How Did This Get Made? Dropped seven places this last week. At number 29, the Smodcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, up 15 places. At 31, Burt Cast's Podcast is up six places. At 43, This Week in Blackness Radio, up five places. At number 51, Sklarborough Country is up seven points. At 55, The Brian Callen Show jumped up 10 places. At 58, What About Pod has dropped 20 places this last week. At 61, The Champs with Neil Brennan and Moshe Kasher dropped 10 places. At 65, The Cracked Podcast, down 37 places. And at 79, Harmontown, down 13 places. So there you go for this week. That's
0: the 10 most active shows in the Stitcher Top 100 Comedy Podcast. (laughs)
3: <laughs> we will get into my conversation with hob the troll before too very long but in the meantime let's play our first burst of durst and then get into some clippage in our first go round this epi with mr durst he goes off about how to best prepare crow
6: hey guys We'll Durst here with a few choice words about the massive earthquake that shook the Republican establishment when Eric Cantor became the first sitting House Majority Leader to lose in a primary since, well, ever. In terms of wake-up calls for GOP incumbents, it's the equivalent of having your alarm clock replaced by a battalion of Tycho drummers in the hold of a container ship with Marshall Amps pinning the red and the reverb switched to infinity sustain. GOP insiders offered up many theories for Cantor's shocking upset. Bad polling, lost touch with his base, low voter turnout, Democrats in an open primary didn't get as many votes as the other guy, the approaching El Nino. But the real problem is the former darling of the Tea Party was at first very, very Tea Party, but now not Tea Party enough. Classic case of feeding the beast that winds up eating you. Kind of a Siegfried and Roy thing. Eric Cantor the Rhino, which is like saying Colonel Sanders the Vegan. The man who would be Speaker lost his 7th District Virginia congressional seat to Dave Bratt, a doctor who teaches economics at Randolph-Macon College in Ashland, Virginia, 92 miles from the U.S. Capitol and who in November's general election will face a Democrat named Jack Trammell, a doctor who teaches sociology at Randolph-Macon College in Ashland, Virginia, 92 miles from the U.S. Capitol. Guess you could call their upcoming debates a partial Randolph-Macon College faculty retreat. The New York Times calculated that Cantor spent more money at steakhouses than Bratt spent on his whole campaign. And the irony is now all he's eating is crow. Who knows what the future holds for John Boehner's former right-hand man. Cantor could become a lobbyist or a consultant. He might even want to write a paper on climate change. After all, he could provide a first-hand eyewitness account of hell freezing over. For Suckatash, the podcast of comedy
3: podcasts, I'm Will Durst. We'll have a second helping of Durst at the end of the show, but feel free to indulge in his home site at willdurst.com if you like. If you hear any extraneous noise, I am parked outside the Throckmorton Theater in downtown Mill Valley. I have a meeting with the uh, the owner of the theater later tonight to discuss an upcoming show idea. Uh, in the meantime, uh, there's some cars and people walking by and stuff, so that may be what you're hearing, or your own window is open and you are experiencing what we like to call it the Internet the real world. So be forewarned. We're going to get back into clips with The Wolf Den, a show from the Earwolf Network, subtitled The Business and Future of Podcasting, hosted by co-founder of Earwolf, Jeff Ulrich. I'm glad our associate producer Tyson Sainter grabbed this particular episode uh, or actually this clip because it was just announced this past week that Mr. Ulrich is stepping down as CEO of Earwolf and also the Midroll, which is his podcast advertising agency. Seems he's taking a bit of a hiatus from showbiz, spending time with his family and figuring out his next steps in life. Now, Jeff seems to be a pretty nice guy. I've met him a few times. We've had a couple of chats. While I'm sure Earwolf will continue to be a juggernaut of podcasting. I don't think it'll be quite the same without Jeff in the command chair. Here's a slice of a recent episode with guest and fellow podcasting magnet Chris Hardwick from the Nerdist Network.
7: The first thing actually I want to bring up from that show is a quote from you that I'd love to get your take on today, which is, I don't think podcasts have tipped yet. Most people in the country don't listen. They still haven't quite hit mainstream culture, but I feel like it will. Where do you stand now, like three years later, do you think that, Still hasn't tipped. Still hasn't tipped. Mm-mm. And what do you think is holding us back, or, or is it ever going to tip, in your opinion?
8: Technology. I mean the the way that the way that a platform tips in a on a massive scale is right. that it just becomes technologically. And... Uh, yeah, I mean it's just the way a radio. You just go and you get right. in the car and the radio's on. As soon as, and that's starting to happen now. I mean, you know, the apps like Stitcher are being right. included with uh, certain car manufacturers and CarPlay is, right. Apple's uh, yeah. in, in auto entertainment system is supposedly coming, you know, I don't know, it's the third quarter this year or fourth yeah. quarter this year. Right. So as soon as podcast apps are basically like, because now there's still a couple steps. They're easy steps. Right. But most humans are afraid of more than... They like zero steps. Zero steps is the best. One step, step maybe two steps. Right, most right. people are out. Yeah. So the idea of, uh, yeah, you just go to this podcast app. Well, now, you know, you go to this podcast app on your phone, search your podcast, download one and it's on your phone. That's actually still too much for people because right. you still have to hunt it down a little bit. Yeah. But as soon as it's just there, then, um, then I think it'll start to, then I think it'll start it to. It
7: feels like it's happening at the same time. It feels like uh, the car manufacturer release cycle, like, or sorry, the, the design manufacturer release cycle seems to be I, like five years or something. Yeah. So it feels like, you know, yeah, there's like three out of a hundred models that have the capability right now to, to hit a button in the dashboard. Um, but it just feels like it's never coming. I know it's coming. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the,
8: the, you know, within a year, more cars will essentially be hotspots, mobile hotspots. And so it's, it'll be a little bit slow of a process, but you know, we still, since day one, we've seen a steady increase in subscribers and downloads right, right. that, you know, has, has continued and still continues.
7: Do you see the same thing? We, we will see like a, a two to three month plateau, like once a year. And then we'll have like consistent growth and then we kind of flatten out. Do you guys see the same thing or has it been more consistent? I'm not really watching the numbers that, that closely. closely. Right. So I, I don't really, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean,
8: I, 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 I know that every couple months I'll kind of look at the graph and I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I'll see, I'll see where the start point is and where the end point is. Right. But in terms of the day to day, where do we plateau? I'm, I'm sure we do. I mean, like it's right. just what every, I mean, but it, still has overall like our our the, our average number of downloads per episode is still more now than it was a year ago which is more right than it year was previous to that yeah, yeah. And so
7: and you guys just celebrated your fourth anniversary right of the podcast yeah yeah we did yeah our fourth anniversary on super bowl sunday congrats <laughs> scott's recording his fifth anniversary show on friday oh wow so it's like we're all getting a little long on the tooth in this stuff I mean, it is, it's part of my brain still feels like,
8: oh, this is a, this is a novel thing that we're right. doing. But now we're, you know, I mean, we just passed our 500th episode. It's amazing. And so when you start doing the math, you, we realize that that's, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 700 hours of programming. Right. Because our, our episodes usually right. are like an hour 15 mm-hmm. on average. So uh I mean it's pretty it's pretty remarkable that <laughs> that we've I mean there I actually think about it sometimes and someone will someone will pop up on you know TV or movie and I'll be like oh we should oh we already had him on right oh we should, <laughs> oh we had her on like it's so yeah. it's crazy to me how many people and it's crazy to me people that were getting
7: pitched right now I mean now It's, it's a whole different story
8: yeah it's it's not it's not a uh it, it, it feels like it wasn't that long ago where I was going out kind of Cajoling pleading people. Pleading people to come on yeah. the podcast. And now it's right. like, oh, now, you know, it's, it's really hard to say no
7: to mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah. Because, you know. I mean, it really was a year ago that it was like the punchline for every comedian was like about getting asked to be on podcast by your friends and no one ever wanted to do it. And now we get publicists like up our butts all the time trying to get their I mean, we'll get something like from Brett Gelman's publicist saying, you may not know Brett Gelman, but
9: you you know
8: what I (laughs) mean?
7: Yeah, we know Brett.
8: You may not know that we know Brett Gelman.
3: I mean, you
7: can't blame him, but it's funny.
3: The Wolf Den's home site is Earwolf.com, of course, but they're also on SoundCloud, which as Tyson points out, could represent a way of, quote, removing a step, unquote, as the guys mentioned in the interview. I just did a review of Greg Proops' The Smartest Man in the World for both Splitsider and Huffington Post, and I realized it's been a while since I actually clipped that show here on Suckatash, which is a great example of, as I say in my review, a master of the spew, someone who can keep up a steady stream of entertaining solo monologue. There are podcasters like Bill Burr and Larry Miller and Mark Maron who are certainly spew masters, but Greg is one of the only guys who really does it in front of a live audience as opposed to being in a studio, or an apartment or whatever. He was recently over in Wales at the Literary Hay Festival in the town of Hay, and I pulled a slice of him getting into a riff around one of Wales' favorite sons. Did someone call the cops because I misquoted? Are those
5: the Hay Literary Police? You said Alexander Puppet isn't him. I should have quoted one of your great poets like, you know, uh, Tom Jones. (laughs) I felt the knife in my hand and she laughed no more. Fucking Tom Jones, man. I love him so. He's loved so many, but I love him so. I've already told too many Tom Jones stories on the show, but he is, he's magnificent. Uh, have I told this one on the show, Jennifer? Where he, where he, he doesn't know what to say when we're in Vegas? I think I did, but it's worth telling again since we're in Wales. Why not play to the home fucking crowd here? <laughs> I've had occasion to meet him. I met him, and he was gorgeous. He had to read my name on a television show years ago. He had to introduce me, right, uh, as a comedian. Uh, well, he wasn't a comedian. He <laughs> introduced me as Tom Jones, but he introduced me, the comedian, as Tom Jones. He didn't introduce me as Tom Jones, the comedian. He was Tom Jones, and he had to provide an introduction for me. But he wasn't wearing his spectacles. Oh, yes, he wears spectacles. And so he went, no, no, here's a a comic who's been made uh, from America. Well, he's been making quite a name for himself here in England. Uh, Here's Schnegg Schnooks. (laughs) Cut! I'm halfway on the stage and I walk back. Tom, let's try that again. There's a comic, uh, It's from America, they he's making quite a name for himself in England. Peg poop. Cut. Finally, he kind of gets near it. Like the fifth time. Peg juice. I'm played on. I come on and I'm like, thank you, Engelbert. <laughs> now... <coughs> He was gorgeous and, uh, and really lovely. And uh, I met him, and I said to him, I walked up to him. He was wearing a leather jacket, and he was hungover, which I loved. It was about noon, and he was just fucking hungover. <laughs> and uh, I, and, and we, I went up to him, and I said, uh, Mr. Jones, I want to tell you something. The first time I ever heard a, a child's Christmas in Wales was when you read it on your television program. He had a TV program called This is Tom Jones, where there was a giant, there was a mic stand, much sexier than this mic This is like fucking... This is what some anodyne professor gives a a lecture on about economics or some other nonsensical... The corporation, by necessity, is a large octopus-like organism... Next slide. You'll find that your well-being will be taken care of by a series of... Next slide. If you would only yield to your corporate master, you'll find that this gooseneck mic will not freak you out like a sea creature that's... I like big, chunky mics, right? At the beginning of the... T- this is Tom Jones. There was a microphone in a stand. And his hand would... There was backlit, right? With a giant diamond filter. And he would grab it and it had rings on his hand. And he had this big, masculine, fucking Welsh hand, right? With uncircumcised fingers, you know? <laughs> like a 70s porn star, you know? Just hairy, uncircumcised fingers. Or, like a sea creature. Like... <laughs> like but not, not this kind of sea creature. Or, you know, a virile sea creature. Like a... Ichthyosaurus, you know, like a prehistoric sea creature the kind that kind of jump out and eat a whale, and then a giant whale jumps out and eats them, and then a, a Loch Ness monster jumps out after them, and then goes extinct in midair, and then falls back down. <laughs> he grabbed the mic stand, and they go, "Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tom Jones," and then it'd be ba- uh, 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 every every night. That's how the show started. And he, it's not unusual to be, ba-. you know, like it was awesome. And then, of course, it happens every day, right? This is like just mad dick. And uh, (laughs) women in the front row throwing shit, going crazy and shit. So we were recording the show, and uh, he gets up and he does. He does It's Not Unusual, and he did uh, uh, Show Me a Man and I'll Show You, right? He did that one, fucking brilliant. Uh, And at rehearsal, Full Tail Boogie, by the way. No half ass measures. He didn't fucking walk through it, you know what I mean? This wasn't fucking uh, Sinatra like, uh, you know, uh, straight from the tree of, all right, let's go to the next fucking number I'll have you fucking killed. It wasn't like that. (laughs) Tom Jones sang, it's not unusual, full tilt boogie two times through at the fucking sound check. It was bitching. And he (laughs) is there and he's hungover. And I go, uh, Mr. Jones, the first time I heard uh, Child's Christmas in Wales was on your television show. Uh, and he goes, Oh. <laughs> and I swear to you on my mother's Bible, this is what I said. That is all I have to say. I'm going now. <laughs> Later we chatted. But it was fantastic.
3: Get more of Proopco over at his home site, gregproops.com. Although I noticed that, maybe it's because he's been over in Europe, his website's a little behind in terms of current episodes. So you can always get those from iTunes and Stitcher, and uh, there's a more up-to-date feed at libsyn.com. Doug Benson, uh, known perhaps best for his Doug Loves Movies podcast, is also known for his Benson Interruptions podcast, and his getting Doug with High YouTube show, he does smoke a lot of pot, which is fairly well known. And with all that, I don't know if that's where the idea for this other podcast came from, but it's uh, funny as well. Dining with Doug and Karen. Now, Tyson Sainer grabbed this next clip from that show featuring Mr. Benson and his partner in crime, Karen Anderson, along with guest Greg Barrett, where they were eating belly bombs, Asian fusion wings, and a couple of other bite sized items besides.
9: Where do you stand on food, uh, Greg? I love At it. At a
3: winery, grapes. <laughs>
9: <laughs> we should just stop there. Well, my, favorite okay. Guest, okay. My, my favorite guest, my favorite guest, is the at ones one. that laugh at that and don't look at me like I'm a fucking idiot. Not a lot, And I, like to and
10: I also <laughs> like that you <laughs> half
9: sang it. I don't regret. Well, like it's you. embarrassing to say now. Well, I great. say it to every guest, but I, 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 I have a hard time committing to it. I was delighted by it.
11: <laughs> he has a good through line. He starts with making me scared, then he gets somebody on the wine. Grape I don't joke. always
9: come right out of the gate with making you scared. Yeah. Uh, that was today. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote it down to surprise you. And then I felt bad as soon as I remembered your condition. But you know, you're pro. I feel you're a so pro. bad. You're really doing it. You know,
10: I'm. I'm not a. I mean, I. I. You know, I have the same relationship that most comics have with food. It's healing. I eat most of the bad stuff. I eat it late. I don't love vegetables. And uh, yeah, I'm not a con, I'm not a foodie really. You know, like in terms of like, oh wow, like glazed carrots over thoughts. Like I don't, (laughs) I don't like the small plate. It doesn't matter to me the presentation, but I uh uh like food though. But I like food. I love to eat it up. I love a good breakfast. I'm a breakfast guy. I love a good breakfast. Oh, like when I'm in town, like when I go on the road, that's the jam I like is breakfast or a burger. Do you cook? No, not really.
9: I like hot meals. Hot. Like, oh, one thing I don't like about some airports is all they have is cold salads yeah, yeah, and yeah. sandwiches yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
11: Greg, when we, we, I used to live with Greg. I don't know if you know that or not. We live in house. Well, we, a house. Yeah, of there was a lot of people coming and going. And we we lived with places. half
10: of n- early 90s female comedy. <laughs> right? I mean That's you'd have right. to say yeah, you were like, the there's only all boy. The major players. Well, I mean and I was the only boy, you know. Oh,
9: you lived for a while in the LA house? Yeah. Oh, in okay. the Carson house. Yeah, there were so, so many people coming through there Keitlinger, but you still, had, you still had the stomping of uh What's her name? Red Cross? jerry uh-huh. Finelli, jerry Finelli was there i've never been around a stompier person when like i'd sleep oh, yeah. over you know because oh, yeah. she's up a lot of a lot of nights when we all just crashed there yeah and she was uh, so stompy yeah, yeah she had some heavy feet <laughs> she had some heavy i think she's feet. touring with stomp now oh.
10: yeah, she, did you uh, hear
9: i just saw a production of stomp was in the town where i was working and it's did you know it's stompier than ever I didn't. Yeah,
11: it's. They really it It might it be up? the
9: stompiest it's ever been. Some people. Yeah, are saying stomp- now with more stomping.
11: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fast and so stomping. I'm saying stomping over and over again. Some
10: people like. Some people are calling it stomtastic.
11: <laughs> well, what I, what I... Who's our chef
9: today, Karen?
10: Well, wait a minute now. Okay, back up, back up.
11: Wait a minute, I couldn't say Let's do story. it live! <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting. <laughs> wait, I'm yelling more it. now that I you have a headache. I uh, love it. Well, we used to cook at the house a bit, and something... <laughs> Let's do it she live. She doesn't even flinch when I scream. <laughs> and so- something that we used to cook all the time... She has a
10: giant invisible podcast callus <laughs> over her face where she's like, just enough. Uh,
9: she's like, when you scream, Chris Hardwick only screams. <laughs> At least you never give points. Anyway, Let me what were you the saying? Recipe. I apologize.
11: People are going to want to know this recipe. That's yeah, why let's I bring try. it up. Go ahead tell the recipe. Okay. Well, we used to get really stoned and whatnot. And we would always, and we would, me and you were, in particular, were always like, we've got to eat healthier food. Mm-hmm. So we made broccoli with soy sauce, sugar, and water and steam it at the end.
10: Yeah. Yeah. And
11: yeah. I still make it. All the time. Do you? Yes. And I also make the other thing that you taught me, which was...
9: Wait, wait, wait. What does the broccoli thing taste like?
11: Delicious. What does it do to
9: the broccoli, all that business? It
11: just kind of steams it just a little bit. It's a little bit. It's not too Makes it soft? Not too soft. But a little softer than normal? But to sort of jack it up, the soy sauce, where you don't have much, we put just a little tiny bit of
10: sugar in there, remember? Jacks it up. (laughs) <laughs> it tastes like you stole it off of somebody's somebody's like Japanese meal like you like pluck yes. it right out of their bowl. It's it tastes it. like yeah.
11: And then and then the other thing was it's tortilla with a fat or a, not fat free. Those didn't taste good. Low uh, fat cheese, American cheese slice, yeah. and turkey. they yeah,
9: non-fat up. is some bullshit.
10: Yeah, it that's tastes just terrible. some goo that's
9: in the middle
11: yeah, of your tortilla.
10: Good. there's just not enough Calories in cheese to justify not having the fat one. The one slicing if the, the, the thing is, the one. D- is pretty, It's not uh, the one slice
12: that's cheap, making you uh, fat.
10: It's the thirty-five lunch. tiny Snickers you're eating in the closet at night while you're sweating <laughs> and, and crying. That was it. That's what's making you fat. It's not that rolled-up piece of cheese inside the, your tawdy.
11: It's it's the ten of those that you eat because they're not that filling. No, I, no, I eat
9: it. up all the chocolate just so the dog doesn't get to. That's it That's exactly <laughs> right, right. You don't want the dog to
3: very die. It's dangerous. Yeah, grapes. Yeah, hungry. Dig in at their home site on Libson, which is at diningwithdougandkaren.libsyn.com, or you can pop over to our home site, succotashow.com and just click on the link for their show in our blog for this episode. Don't forget that I've got my chat with podcaster and Renfair personality Hob the Troll coming up a little later. Before that, a couple of more clips and the Tweet Sack, as well as a classic Henderson's Pants commercial. Now, I cannot believe it's taken us this long to get around to clipping Norm McDonald Live— and it's all thanks to our associate producer, Tyson Sainer. I didn't even think to do it for some reason, but Norm's great. Of course, there's only been about 15 episodes so far, and it's actually a video cast from the Video Podcast Network, which is probably why it wasn't exactly on my radar, although they are later released as audio casts via iTunes. In a recent sode, McDonald was lucky enough to corral comic great Carl Reiner on his show.
12: Our guest tonight for the full hour, Hollywood legend Carl Reiner won nine Emmys and one Grammy
13: Award. My mother would be so upset because I won 12, and she always used to get upset. Somebody wrote nine, and she used to argue with the people in the park. And Spino won 12. He has
12: won a dozen Emmy Awards (laughs) during his career as a stand-up actor, director, producer, and writer. Worked on Sid Caesar's Your Show of Shows. Also, the Steve Allen Show, the Dick Van Dyke Show. Directed and co-wrote The Jerk and Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Played Saul Bloom in Oceans 11, 12, and 13. His books, I Remember Me, and I Just Remembered, they are on Amazon. It winded me that... that uh, you did very well. Thank you. That's more work than I've ever done, and it's just what you've done.
13: <laughs> so, uh, by the way, yes? when somebody asked me about you, I said, I always remember you as the man with the perfect perpetual smile, Oh. You are a smiling person, and it's true. That's not Isn't good that? for comedy, is it? No, it's b- wonderful. It it's is wonderful. Oh, yeah, because you're I'm here to
12: have fun. I'm happy, and I, you know, people a, go. Comedians old, are miserable. I know. Are you? Were you miserable? No, no, no. I'm, I'm a happy comedian. Yeah. What about you? Oh, you're yeah. not a comedian. <laughs> no, I'm pretty miserable. He is a. Uh, he's a filthy bum. Oh. Now, you know what he is? is He's a comedy manager at the world-famous comedy
13: store. Oh, really? Oh, more people were discovered at that comedy store. Now
12: they have the world-famous comedy store. They have comedy clubs everywhere. Whew! But uh, now a person can go into comedy as a life choice, a career, a business. Right. When you started, such was not the case, I I measured. Well,
13: I didn't start in comedy. I started as an actor. Uh Huh? No, I was 17 years old, and my, my, this is interesting, my brother found a little ad in the New York Daily News, uh, free acting classes for would-be actors, the WPA, Works Progress Administration. Yeah. You know, they say, get the government off the people's backs. No, yeah. that's where the people belong. When they need help, huh. the government wants you. Franklin Roosevelt gave us help. Artists learn to paint. I not learned to paint, but made money painting murals on on post offices. Yeah. Musicians became musicians. And I went to an acting school where I I was 17 years old. And it's 100 Center Street in New York. I remember because I got married in the same place years yeah. later. But there was Mrs. Whitmore, an old English actress, who gave us acting lessons for yeah. free. Post the Pay the government paid for it. Yeah, the yeah. NYA Radio Workshop. Also government sponsored. I learned to $22 a month they gave us as a salary to do radio shows.
12: Now, how and, did your uh, parents respond to such a oh, my, wild idea? My
13: parents were all for it. Really? So we wow. were so proud of. They, this, m- what year was this? 1939. 1939. 1939. Uh, war you know,
12: about to break out in Europe.
13: Yes. You know, it's funny when I mentioned Mrs. Whitmore. To an old English actress. I'll never forget the first day there. She said, we're going to learn a soliloquy from Hamlet, but we're not going to do the regular soliloquies. We want everyone in the class to learn Queen Gertrude's speech at the death of Ophelia. And boys and girls will learn that. You can wake me up in the middle of the night. There is a willow grows a slender brook that shows his hoar leaves in the glassy stream. There with fantastic garlands that she come, with crowflowers, nettles, daisies, and long purples that liberal shepherds give a grosser name, but our cold maids do dead men's fingers call them, there upon the at clambering to hang, an envious sliver broke. When down her weedy trophies and herself fell into the weeping brook, her clothes spread wide and mermaid like, at which time she chanted snatches of old tunes as one well incapable of her own distress. But then the poor wretch was pulled from a melodious lay to muddy death. Now look at that. Oh my goodness. No, I'm not kidding. And I haven't said
3: that wow. in,
13: in days. No <laughs>
12: It makes me want to wake you up
9: tonight. <laughs>
3: In addition to the interviews on Norm MacDonald Live, there are also some sketches. The show airs, I guess that's the term, at 6 p.m. Pacific Time every Monday night on YouTube, and then again is replayed in audio form, as I said, later on in the week. Our last clip, before we get to the other stuff that aren't clips, is a show I've seen tweets about but have never listened to but i was inspired when i saw some fun photoshoppery by tim bab one of the three hosts of the tan cast he's also a stand-up comedian whereas his two buddies adam and noah see tim adam noah t a n tan tan cast get it adam and noah are not comics but they were all roommates at one time or another and now although they're separated by distance technology brings them together every week one regular feature is tan laughs which is where they read jokes sent in by their listeners and sometimes, they're really bad jokes.
2: Oh, we'll get back to Noah later.
14: <laughs> In the meantime,
2: here are some tan laughs from Tyler. What is it called when a Martian gets the wrong answer? No idea. <laughs> a Mars steak. Oh, God. I wasn't laughing at the joke. I was laughing at your reaction. Uh, what is blue and cries a lot? Me. Andy's dick. Andy holding his breath. <laughs> uh, Neptune peeling an onion. <laughs> what? <laughs> Neptune is blue. Come on. Yeah. Onions make you cry. It makes sense. It's just oh. fact by fact. A joke. Okay. <laughs> Where do you look in the newspaper when a planet dies? The headlines? The Orbituary. Oh, God oh. damn. <laughs> Why did they name it Saturn?
14: Mm. I
13: don't know. Because it
2: has a nice ring to it. <laughs> oh, God damn it. What is a 7-Eleven called on Venus? Uh... Uh, a 238? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure that's factually accurate, but <laughs> it's a con Venus store. Oh. <laughs> and last but not least, we'll bring it back to the third rock from the sun. What did Earth's clouds say when they met Venus's clouds? Something something sulfur. Yellow. Uh,
14: Yolo. Like, like hello. Yellow.
2: Tyler, you've officially hurt them all. Well done. You've wounded their souls, especially Andy.
14: <laughs> I just want to nap now. Oh. Yes. Were you still workshopping that other thing? Because you need to get <laughs> on the tan laughs. No, I got it. I'm on it. <laughs> I just got what Andy meant
2: by workshopping the other thing. <laughs> Talk like a sloth. Uh. <laughs> Swing like a fl... No. Scribble, scribble, scribble. No, that's not going to be it. No? All
14: right, let's see if I can do it. Rhymes with B. Flea knee, Alright, All right, key. this one's from Dean. Dean. This is from Esquire. Uh, funny joke from a beautiful woman, as told by Chloe Bennett. who I don't know who she is.
2: I think she's from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I'm not sure.
14: Okay. She's, I mean, she's attractive. She's in skipping clothing. There I'm right.
2: Come. That is from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Boom. Nice
14: guy. <laughs> I was Nailed like, it. wait, what about my description? <laughs> Nailed you. <laughs> she's in skipping clothing. Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Boom. Uh, Got it. Yep. Um,
2: <laughs> That's exclusively the domain of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep <laughs> Everybody else dresses like uh, Middle Eastern women
14: Well, they don't call it Gagents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No <laughs> Some people do <laughs> Anyways uh, A French spy, a German spy, and an Italian spy Are captured and have their hands bound And are interrogated And are interrogated After two hours, the French spy gives up all his secrets After four, the German spy tells the capture captors everything after twenty-four hours, the Italian spy still won't talk and is thrown into a cell with the others. The German and the French spy impressed ask him how he managed not to cave. The Italian guy, the Italian spy replies, "I wanted to, but I couldn't move my hands." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that did not go where I thought no. it would go.
3: Go get yourself a tan at tancast.com or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded or streamed. And now, here's a classic word from our classic sponsor, as read by our classic booth announcer.
0: Bonjour amigos, Bill Hayward here to ask, just how relaxed are you? Well, not just right now, but at any time, day or night, whether you're working or just kicking it around the house. Unless you've always got either half a heat on or have been prescribed Thorazine, chances are that most of the time you're as uptight as a nun at a bishop's beer blast. Well, we're here to help you change that state of mind, and all you have to do is slip into a pair of Henderson's Chillin' Churidars. Yes, modeled after the classic Churidar pajamas of South Asia, these comfortable pants are wide at the waist and narrow at the ankle, making them perfect leisure pants, especially if you like to stuff your face and then fall asleep promptly afterwards. And while you would think you'd have to be sporting either a kurta if you're a man, or a kameez if you're a woman, these chillin' churidars have been specially designed by Hendersons for those with a western sense of style. So throw on your favorite t-shirt, tank top, or just go topless around the house for the ultimate in comfortable lounging. While at work, it's always casual Friday when you're sporting an airy, comfy pair of Henderson's Chillin' Churidars, even if you're required to wear a jacket and tie. Originally designed for Haji from Johnny Quest, I Dream of Genie and the harem eunuchs of Kuala Lumpur, Henderson's Chillin' Churidars are perfect and you want to sling your sack and butt into something saggy. That's Henderson's, makers of Salwa's and farshi since 1593. And now back to Suckatash.
3: Last stop before our interview with Hob the Troll, it's Tweet Sack time. Here's where we sift through our Suckatash Show Twitter feed, our email at mark at show.com, and anywhere else people leave us messages, including the Suckatash hotline. No one ever seems to call it these days, but you're welcome to, whether you've got a podcast you want us to clip, or just to get something off your chest, or whatever. The number is area code 818-921-7212, and we will play your recorded message here on the show. Now, we got a tweet this week, as I mentioned early in the show, from our old pal Ed Wallach, host of the Don't Quit Your Daycast podcast, who tells us, quote, I just ordered more podcasting gear using your Amazon.com click-through. Hopefully, there will be more meat next Succotash Show. Thanks, Ed. And that's a great way to help contribute to the operational bottom line of this podcast. Just use the banner at the top of the SuccotashShow.com page whenever you're heading over to Amazon to do some online shopping what do you suppose ed means though by more meat maybe i should start offering societal commentary or something i i don't really know got a tweet this week in from shendel films that's at shendel S-C-H-E-N-D-E-L underscore films, a.k.a. David Schendel, who has been slaving away for the past few years on a documentary about Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. He's got an Indiegogo campaign to raise finishing funds for the movie, which is supposed to be pretty great. If you want to get that link, go to our site, SuckatashShow.com, and find the link in this show's blog. It'll take you right over to the page, and you can decide how much moolah you would like to hand over to that, uh, that project. Got an invitation from Gabriel Diani to talk about projects, who was a guest back in Epi 73 along with Etta Devine. They're shooting the last major part of their movie, uh, Diani and Divine Meet the Apocalypse. They're up in Big Bear this weekend, and Gabe wanted to, let, uh, wanted to know if I wanted to come up there and be part of the big finale scene. But unfortunately, I got shit to do, so can't make the drive to Big Bear, but I can't wait to see how that movie comes out. Here's a list of just some of the kindly folks who tweeted, retweeted, DM'd, mentioned, or followed us this past week on Twitter. Oh, by the way, the music bed that we'll be playing underneath comes to us courtesy of At Crispy Rhythm, who's one quarter of illiteracy, and those guys cut this beat called Never Break. Conrad and Jack Show, The Brit and the American, Fries on the Side, David Wilbur, Jocularity Podcast, Salty Language Podcast, Podblocked Podcast, Aaron O'Connor, Brian The Shadow, Travis Knight, Rob Bohr, Keith Lowell Jensen, Doghouse Bastards, Combat Radio, The Amish Baby Machine, Eden Pencalf, Travis Clark, Dave Nelson, Fake and Curry, Universal Sage, Caleb Bacon, Tom Jackson Jr., Let It Comedy, Jason Anderson, Jason Bice, Nick Edwards, Silver XF, Mr. Jacker's Black, The Turnip of Reticence, Greg Proust Laín Ealú, DAPF Pod, Neil C, Jeffrey Welchman, Peter A. Clay, Julie Augustina, The Comedy Buffet, The Mike Jordan Solid Cat Podcast, The Comedy Club, Strange Times, Davia Mira Schendel, Funny Jokes, What a Pair of Trousers. John Dredge, the Five Minutes Away podcast, Jack Birdstrom, Mr. Gog Holland, Reg Upper Tax Bracket, Big Kids Playground, and Dent, and Demigod Cameron. All right, that's your tweet sack for this episode. If you want to contribute to the tweet sack, uh, just mention us at Show in a tweet, and uh, you'll probably end up in there. Uh, you can also send an email to uh, mark at com. That's me. <laughs> Why would I screw that up? Who knows? Um, all right. We're going to get to the Hob the Troll interview. But first, here's a clip from the Hobcast itself. And I will segue directly from that to the interview. Take it away, Hob. Now,
4: do you guys, now do all the brothers have the same, the same deal? I don't. We don't well, talk about money. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, no, because <laughs> I know that Waldo makes more than all of us. Oh, right,
15: right. Well, Waldo makes more than Tuggy. Um, that's because Waldo's a better negotiator. It, it, what he does, what, what Waldo does is... Uh, he doesn't
9: get a butterfinger, I'll tell you that much.
15: He, he sits, he he puts his numbers down on paper. Uh-huh. And then he slides the paper over to me, and we look at it, and then he just stares, stares at me. He doesn't say anything. No. He doesn't blink.
4: What doesn't day. have to. Yeah,
15: he's like looking at my soul. Tuggy, on the other hand, um, I hope you oh. don't mind, I'm going to give away your, like, well he lives in the tower at the mud pit and he rents oh. he rents it from me Yep. yep he he, he deals to like three hundred bucks a week he built it. And then he rented it from me. Yeah, thanks by the way for that. You're welcome. Yeah. And uh, and the rent is whatever his tips are for the weekend. So it, it oscillates. It well, changes. they say
4: you know they say if you want something done right, you do it yourself. That's right. It's typically around 300.
15: <laughs> around 300. Uh, it, uh, it was not you know, but he, I gave him a break on rent that weekend where it rained really bad, so mm-hmm. that was good for him. That's awful. Um, and then his day rate, what he gets paid salary wise, is a
9: TV uh,
15: in there pretty be sweet. He gets a a butterfinger every day. Is it king size? No, the kids.
13: Though.
4: The, the fun
9: side. The oh, fun yeah. side.
4: Because yeah. 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 it's more Isn't fun. It
12: really
9: that fun? <laughs> Get all Tampa. <laughs> okay. you Explain that. Well, <laughs> people in Tampa are fat.
4: What?
15: Just like that. Just like that. He says it. What? Is that...
11: This
9: is the place where you can go to the convenience store and see people with their shirts off. That's true. That, That's
11: absolutely that's, accurate. You know
4: I'll, I'll give you that. I, I, people, I don't know if they're necessarily more overweight than anywhere else. You, know you just friend that says no shoes, no shirts, no service? Uh-huh. That's because of Tampa. <laughs> so, so.
9: What, <laughs> they, I watch
15: people bank with no shirt and no shoes on. Like...
4: <laughs> <laughs> let me guess. Let me There's guess. Is it, more, is it more... Is it more withdrawals than deposits? <laughs> I, I, can, I, can only, I can
15: only assume... <laughs> can only assume. Thank
1: you. I like that too.
4: Typically, <laughs> <laughs> it's
9: more withdrawals.
15: Withdrawals. It's a southern withdrawal. Yeah, no, Tampa people aren't are overweight. And this is, they have a lot of meth here. Is that what it is? Yeah, there's a lot of meth here. I Those two don't go together. Yeah, no. I, I think you see what you want. I think oh. you see what you want to see. Know that you that know what you I noticed that. they have a lot of in Tampa? What's that? I, uh, in particular? What's that? Strip clubs. Oh yeah, and they have so many strip clubs in Tampa. For those of you who don't live in Tampa, that um, here's the best way to explain it.
9: There's one called the Todd.
15: You know, you know how, uh, and if if you were to live in a city who, that has a mill,
4: uh huh,
15: or like if you live in Everett, Washington, mm-hmm. right. Washington State, if you live in Everett, Washington, when you graduate from high school, like a third of the graduating class is going to work at Boeing,
4: right? Or if you if you're from the Detroit metropolitan area, one in three of People work for the automotive industry, or in with the automotive industry in one way. Even still today, yeah,
15: and that's exactly how it is in Tampa. One third of the graduating class is guaranteed to be strippers. Oh, yeah, because there's so many strip clubs. Well, that
4: also means, but that, is that is that just is that just the ladies or do gentlemen have the action too?
15: Unfortunately, it's mostly dominated by females. Um, although, as uh,
4: we gotta break through that glass
15: ceiling, that's exactly what we need to do. Band together. Strength in numbers, Rosie the Riveter are our ways, what are, what are, onto are, stage.
4: The, are, let's, let's think of our, our dancer names. People in Idaho eat potatoes.
15: Why is he here? Did you
4: invite him here? He's just going to show it off.
9: <laughs> because, because with this logic, people in Idaho, they love potatoes there. They would just like eat potatoes and work at potato okay. farms.
4: Did you know that O'Rida is, is, is uh, they call it O'Rida because the potatoes grown in O'Rida are from Oregon. Really? In, in Idaho or Idaho, Wisconsin or Idaho. people
9: are cheese curd people.
4: So, what would be your dancer name? What would be
15: your
9: dancer name? Tony
15: tell you tell you. Beckle. but that's your that's your that's your, your name. regular
9: name. I know it translates
15: though. Um, I'd be Abernathy Thundercock.
9: Okay, what was the first
15: name? Abernathy. What? Abernathy Thundercock.
9: Abernathy. Yeah, name that, a baby that,
10: Abernathy. Weren't you
15: giving me a hard time about being funny on the spot, man? I didn't have to think about that. I don't think you name yourself
9: when you become a stripper. I think you have, a, have to have a stripper mother. Oh, like no, no, no.
15: Like you get like one of those wizard hats that tell you what you're. Ooh. Yeah, yeah.
9: <laughs> but do they call that the, the mother? And the mother names you? No, <laughs> the
15: I'm a sorting hat. hat. I'm a yeah, sorting hat. The stripper sorting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's,
9: it's a thong. It's a thong and it talks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a sorting thong. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hello. And there he is, Hob the Troll.
4: That's me. Are
3: we on? Well, well, we're always on. We're always on. But who knows? I may start with another intro, or I might just do this, because uh, people want to hear what it sounds like when you first call Hob. Is he awake? Has he just woken up? Is he about to go to sleep?
4: I've been up for hours.
3: Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. I'm speaking with Hob the Troll of the the Hobcast. Uh, We featured uh, you and your show and your theme song and some of your music uh uh, several times on Sockotash so welcome to the show
4: thank you it's great to be here
3: it's great to have you here uh you are um would you be surprised if I were to tell you you weren't the first troll that we featured on the show what the hell no you are you are the first troll I was just would you be surprised if I said you weren't yeah I'd be
13: surprised
3: yeah no you're 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 it you're the first, and I assume probably the last troll, because I don't know who, how many other trolls have internet access.
4: Uh, well, you would be surprised. Uh, but we get trolls with internet access get a bad rap.
3: What really? Why is that?
4: Oh, uh, well, the, the word trolling. Well, that's a,
3: true. That's as
4: true. a uh, context that I don't care for. <laughs>
3: of course. No. Where are we? Uh, where are we catching you uh, this evening? Are you under? Actually, under your bridge.
4: Uh, yes, I'm in Troll Hall. Nice. Yes, uh I was watching uh I was watching uh reruns of Degrassi. Of what? DeGrassi, the Canadian uh, melodrama for teens.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, it, is that a is that a favorite?
4: Uh yes. Uh here's the thing. Uh everybody's been talking about uh, about Game of Thrones and I don't have HBO and I'm catching up. Oh so, uh, I have to replace it nice. with a Oh my goodness! What is what? Craig is crazy. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> it's not an old episodes, so they're all reruns. So yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, you know, just so so uh, our listeners have a little bit more of a, a history of Hob. Um, how did you how did you get started? Not so much with your your Hobcast, but wh- where did you come from? What's 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 your story?
4: Well, uh, I started out um, at the uh, Michigan Renaissance Festival. In, uh, in Holly Michigan and uh, I was part of uh, uh, part of streetcast uh, for a couple of years and I did that and then other fails uh, in also in Michigan asked me to uh, get together a stage show so I did that and then I, I started um, uh, I went to another fail uh, owned by the same people in uh, in, in, in yield Tampa Bay <laughs> so I've been uh, I've been doing those shows for quite some time and I did uh, other ones in Michigan and I went out to Texas for a hot minute and yeah I've been doing it for about uh, I don't know like 12 years something like that
3: Wow that's uh, that's that's pretty impressive actually Thank you Now have you crossed tr- uh, paths with any other trolls that are on the the Ren Faire circuit
4: Yes and- Um it's it's been a pretty good response um you know, the weird thing is, is I, apparently I'm a trope, hmm. not only a troll, but a, but a trope. I was looking on the website and it's like, uh, it's, I think it's like tvtropes.org or something like that, where it's like, they talk about all the different kinds of characters. Yes. And, uh, those one that every troll is different. That's a trope. I see. Yeah.
3: I, well, that's good. You're all unique. That's nice.
4: Yeah. That's
3: but, n-
4: yeah. So, so, but they've been. Uh, some of them don't talk, and some do talk, and they're very big. But I just sing.
3: So, I'm I'm going to assume you weren't simply born into the Renfair circuit. So, what where where did you start out life as a young a young troll?
4: Uh, well, as you can tell by my 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 dialect, uh, I'm originally from Ortonville, Michigan.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say.
4: That that's how that's how we sound. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was nearby the, the, the fan. and I would always go as a young, uh, as a kid. And then it was just like, Oh, I'll, I'll see if they, they need me to work here. And now, and then it just kind of evolved. Uh,
3: well, that's great. And now you, uh, one of your, um, uh, I guess your hooks is that, uh, you do original music and songs. Yes. And how, how did you start uh, in doing that where, where you originally just sort of uh wandering around the fair startling people or was music always a part of the repertoire?
4: This is this is how this is how that happened. It's it um and it's not all original music. I do a lot of uh do some covers as well. And what would happen is uh, I would just hang out at my bridge. And I would just kinda of say hello to people. And that was kind of it. You know, I was just there to, to say hi to people or to uh one time I and there was a couple of bridges. There's like two right next to each other. Uh-huh. Uh, I closed off one, and I took a nap.
3: Okay, all right.
4: Made foot traffic, and they're like, "What? The, can you do that? You can't." Uh, but so I did that. um But I started bringing my uh, guitar because I play guitar, and uh, just just to play, um, you know, just 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 to have fun. And uh, my friends who are, there there's a stage act nearby, and they they did a show called the Zucchini Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they're jugglers. And um, they had a thing where they would, one of the things they would juggle was the ring of fire that Johnny Cash fell into.
3: Ooh, okay. That sounds dangerous.
4: Oh, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. That that was the show was very dangerous. And uh, I said to them, hey, Zucchini Brothers, I can play Ring of Fire on the guitar if you want me to play that at that point. And they said, sure, come on up. And I would do that. I would come and make an appearance. Okay. And then, I, and then I found it, that I could just i just i would just play guitar during the day and um, people eventually kept giving me money uh, to shut up. <laughs> so, so what I did and, and this is this is uh, you can't do this at other Renaissance festivals because I trademarked it. People listening, um, is uh, I have two uh, two baskets. One that says "keep singing" and the other that says "hush money." <laughs> yes.
3: And how often is the the hush money one? Has it taken in more than the the other one?
4: Here's the thing: most people like to hear me sing. That's good. Yeah, most people. Except, um, it's usually it's usually Sunday mornings, where the it's it's the hush money. It, I get I get more because people are hungover.
3: Well, you know what? I'm going to, uh, you know what? We'll just slip in one of your songs right here, and then uh, we'll be we'll be back and uh, continue the interview, and we'll let listeners decide for themselves whether they would put money in the the hush ba- hush money basket or the keep playing basket. So we'll be right back after this.
4: All right. I cannot stay angry with you. No matter how hard I may try When I try to nap Jump in my lap And bite me and then start to cry This is a calypso kitten Please do not get me wrong You know that I love you I'll just lightly shove you away While I sing all this song Although you can't speak I can tell have one or two things to say I sleep all day long so I started this song and now you've decided to play This is a Calypso Kitten Please do not get me wrong You know that I love you or just slightly shove you away while I sing all this song Could it be that you don't like my music? Could it be that you don't like my tune? I've waited till now started to yell won't you be a music fan too A kitten, you're unlikely to cooperate. I'll give you a pet, we'll feel better, I bet. I'll sing you a song you won't hate. Oh, this is a so kitten. Please do not get me wrong. You know that I love you, I'll just like to shove you away while I sing this song. You know that I love you, I'll just like to shove you away while I sing this song.
3: Okay, so, uh, you know, I think I would put money in the keep keep singing basket, quite frankly.
4: I thank you.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I, I've noticed in listening to the Hobcast, and yes. you, uh, you, you and I have some mutual friends, actually, people like Hal Lublin, for instance. Oh, yes! He's such a
4: nice fella.
3: Yeah, and I've noticed that you are fast on your feet. Do, do trolls have feet? What do, What do you guys yeah. walk around on?
4: Favorite?
3: yeah okay um and, and so i it, it seems to me you've uh, you've had some training in the arts beyond simply music because you're you're pretty quick and uh did you is, is there some sort of uh, troll improv classes or something like that that you've been engaged with or is this just a natural wit that comes to you
4: that trial by fire mark oh. and it's- because I have to deal with a lot of drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> I have to deal, and you have to be fast. You got to be quick. Yeah. Because they'll get you.
3: <laughs> well, it serves you well in the, the podcast community where you don't have any drunks. You're just, uh, unless they're there in the studio with you, of course.
4: Yeah, that I know of. That <laughs> I know.
3: What gave you the idea to get started with the Hobcast?
4: Um. Well, uh, I listened to uh, somebody else um there, there was another podcast that i listened to uh that was the renaissance festival music mm-hmm. and um you know i thought uh i was listening to a lot of podcasts myself when i first started out and i you know i still do um and it was just a way to like oh i can do pretty much whatever i want okay you know and just uh this is this is my you know a thing where, where i don't have to worry about um You know i don't have to worry about if like the fail gets mad or anything like that i mean they and they've been pretty supportive but it's just been like i just want to try new stuff out and also i don't know what other chances i would get to talk to nice people like like mr Hal lublin
3: yeah and you know it's kind of funny because you know in a in a world of of niche programming which uh, podcasting truly is probably more so than any other medium that we've really had uh, you're probably the only troll in podcasting, as far as I know.
4: Well, yeah, it's open.
3: Yeah, uh, but you could start a trend. Who knows? Other trolls may follow you. Oh, Is, do you think that would cut into your into your act, your business at all? Because uh, you do kind of a unique thing. What I mean, w- the other trolls you may have encountered. What sort of entertainment do they even provide? Don't they just sort of gnash their teeth and and scare uh, people?
4: Kind of, but uh, I, I don't. You know, I don't want to put limits on what other trolls are going to do, but I'm
3: also I'm wary. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, did, now, have you used any other podcasts as sort of a model for things that you're you're doing on the show? Because I, I know recently you you know I featured the fact you've you've changed your theme song a bit, and oh, yeah. uh, so w- is there anything that's sort of inspirational to you that's in in sort of the world of podcasting? Uh
4: I like uh, I like the um. The, the the uh the comedy bang bang mm-hmm. and and even when it was uh comedy death ray where people would come on as characters and just stay in character and it's like stuff they wouldn't normally do and i like that mm. and yeah. uh just just try to see what i could bring uh to the table uh in terms of uh bringing my friends who usually live in uh vans <laughs>
3: Uh, Where do you normally find uh, the guests on your podcasts? Uh, And do they, are are they on Skype or the phone or do you often have them in person with you?
4: Uh, It depends. Um, Usually with uh, my friends from the the drilling adventure hour, that's been, uh, that's been either on the phone. Mm -hmm. or Skype. Yeah. Most of my friends from uh, festival, it's been in person.
3: Right. Um, what, uh, what sort of things have you discovered in podcasting that you might be able to um you know as as you may or may not know a lot of podcasters tend to listen to to succotash. I don't I'm not exactly sure why since we just play other clips of podcasts but um
4: Hi, <laughs> that's why. Uh
3: but are, are there any sort of uh tips or tricks you you've got over 30 podcast uh, episodes under your belt now? Uh anything that you could uh, sort of suggest for the the newcomer to podcasting in terms of what to do or not do?
9: Hmm.
4: Yes, yes, I I do have uh, some advice. Detail. Uh, it is uh, we have uh, we have morning meetings at, at at the festival where they say hmm. here's what's going on and all that stuff. But we have a lot of people who are trying out uh, stuff for the first time. You know, hmm. they're not quite sure. They don't really have um, a fully developed idea yet, but they you know it's a great place to work on it. And the thing they always say at the meetings. Is dare to suck? <laughs> you know, don't be afraid to try something because it may fail. But if it doesn't, it'll work. And if it, you can you can figure stuff out. And, and with the Renaissance Festival, you're dealing with a bunch of people a day. You know, thousands of sure. People, so you can try different stuff out. And if that doesn't work, you know that that's, that's not the end of the world. You just try something else.
3: There'll be different people tomorrow.
4: That's right. And I've done I've I've done that. I've tried to do that with with my Hobcast.
3: Yeah. Um, can I ask you about things like issues of the day from a, from a troll's perspective?
4: Uh, yes. I would be as helpful as I can be.
3: Well, I think it'd just be interesting for our listeners to hear from sort of a, a, a different species, really, you know, how, how things look. I mean, you're living in, in our country, but I, I know that, you know, you've probably got some, some prejudice against you. Um, I, I mean, I noticed your 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 Skype account isn't even your own account. You're, it seems to be someone else's account that you are using.
4: He 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 lets me use it.
3: Well, that's nice, but is it because Skype would not give you an account?
4: I didn't ask. He just had one. Okay, all right.
3: Um, what's your take on sort of where the economy is today, for instance?
4: Um, listen, I have what is uh, referred to as, uh, uh, in the, in the business of, uh, of, it's, it's, it's a, it's like a graveyard job, right? Yeah. Not that I actually work at a graveyard, but there's always probably going to be need for some guy yelling stuff. <laughs>
3: That's you know, true.
4: Street performers, we've been around forever and we're probably not going anywhere unless they get rid of cash entirely, in which case that would be terrible for me.
3: Well, you could get one of those, uh, you know, those square things that you can use a credit card, right?
4: Need a data plan for my phone.
3: (laughs) Again, is that hard for a troll to come by?
4: Well, it is for me. I don't use it that often.
3: Oh, I see. It's just sort of like, uh, I remember a cartoon years ago that uh, had like a, there was somebody, um, a dog playing chess and he was telling his master, the guy on the other end of the computer doesn't know I'm actually even a dog. So it, it could be that you know you could easily probably set up a number of of different relationships with a- companies and accounts and things like that. And nobody would bother to even check that you're a troll.
4: That's right. iTunes so far hasn't uh, they 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 don't care.
3: That's right. And speaking of iTunes, why don't we uh, discuss a little bit about um, sort of the the songs that you have done and are available to people? Where can they where can they find your music?
4: Right now, um, I have a couple of albums. And available on my website. And the reason that it's still a mechanical copy as opposed to a digital copy, Mm the thing with copy, it's licensing and that stuff.
3: Mm. So, is that something that's just difficult for a troll to figure out, or it's just, just hard to get to?
4: It's hard to get to, and it. it's also, you know, because I had one out, because my album Pet Smells is, is a cover's album.
3: Mm, so you've got de- de- definitely right issues with those sort of things.
4: Yes. But I'm dealing with it, and people can, and I've got lots of CDs, and people can people can order them, and they can go to com and buy them. They're very reasonable.
3: There, see? So that's that's easy for people to do. Yeah. Um What, uh... What other things does does Hob the troll uh, want to accomplish in his uh, in his career um, I mean do you want to be are you, do you are you seeking roles in film and television for instance
4: I was in a movie oh do tell I was in a movie called all's fair in love and it's on Netflix and I've got I'm, I'm kind of like the boba fett of that movie <laughs> I- in the background and I'm running around and I have like one line and I'm playing the accordion and stuff like that um, uh, you could see it if you want to but <laughs> if you do see it I also have a commentary that you can download from my website which might make it easier
3: okay and and I mean is that uh, are those opportunities that you're seeking more of you'd like to uh, maybe invade Hollywood
4: oh I don't know about that. Um, I was, tried, I'm trying I'm seeing if I can't get into the, uh, the Renaissance Festival over in California.
3: Oh yeah. There's actually a couple of big ones here.
4: they very difficult to get into.
3: Ah, uh, well, I don't think either of them feature a troll at the moment. So it seems that just uh, under the sort of guideline of exclusivity, they would probably jump all over the
4: chance. I think so. Here's the thing. They, they're very, a lot of them are very concerned with quote unquote period. Oh dear! And you know how I play. You know, sometimes I'll be like, I think I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play play a little little ELO or something. Mm. And uh, people will get mad. They're like, Hey, wait a minute! There was no Electric Light Orchestra in the Renaissance. <laughs> to which I point out, uh, there actually were trolls. So we have already gone past the willing suspension of disbelief. Uh, let's go crazy
3: and and just the fact you are a troll i think it keeps you from having to be within the bounds of their restrictions
4: exactly you 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 get me you i get think
3: me. i do i think i do um and uh, you know i i don't really have any sort of pull with the renfair people in california but I, you know we're going to put the word out and we're going to try and get y- you imported
4: you know and you 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 asked what uh what i any i want to get more people uh, from the thrilling adventure hour on the hobcat they are very fun to work with
3: Oh, well that should be easy enough, right? I mean, you you've got a good reputation and uh, you know, I interviewed Hal recently and he uh, he loved being on your show. I think he's made a couple of uh, three appearances maybe. Yeah. Um and who else did I I talked to somebody else too. Um who who uh I think Mark
4: we, Gagliardi. What's that? Mark Gagliardi. Yes,
3: I talked to Mr. Gagliardi and he enjoyed being on your show as well.
4: Oh, did you mention me?
3: Oh yes, absolutely.
4: Oh, that
3: so nice. absolutely you're the the common thread that i have with uh with some of these individuals
4: so. oh, see, I, see, I think and i think everybody who does a podcast is comedy i mean the the the, the you, you, you everybody pretty much wants paul f tompkins in our show on the show is that is that universal? Is yeah that
3: a... yes of course i'm trying to get yeah. him as everybody wants paul absolutely so he is very busy um, he's so busy. I don't think he's done his own podcast in months.
4: That's right.
3: That's how busy he is. He's talking to puppets.
4: <laughs> Takes a lot of time.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what, uh, what else, uh, what else can we talk about, Hob? What, uh, what, what's on your mind? What, what do you want to, um, make listeners aware of, or what do you want to just kind of talk about?
4: Well, I have some questions for, for, for you and we could talk about, uh, How about how about like what would you say to somebody trying to get more listeners to the podcast?
3: Uh, That's a great question. Uh, Of course, Um, one is to make as you know best use of the social media uh, that's available as possible because it's I mean it's free advertising. It really is, Um, and there's uh, I think there's some free sources on the web that teach you this kind of the proper way to phrase your your tweets and whatnot so people don't get annoyed and try and you know stop following you mm-hmm. uh so i think that's one good way i think guesting on other podcasts is a good way you know um cut promos uh, and, and you know people uh seem amenable to playing those a lot i don't actually like to play promos because i play clips as it is right um but a lot of shows that don't have that capacity it's easy for them to plug in a one minute promo for somebody so that's that's helpful yeah um, and I think, ha- you know, if you can have people on your podcast, there's a lot of, uh, you know, quid pro quo that happens. If you interview somebody, then they likely will uh interview you if the opportunity arises, if they have that kind of a format for their show. Mm-hmm. So all that sort of helps. Um, and you know, try and make your, even your local press aware of it. Podcasting is still so new that, um, I think it's one of those things that a local news editor would find interesting that somebody in their community had something like this going on. I just I think it's still under the radar for a lot of particularly newspaper editors. You know, they're they're busy just trying to keep afloat with their their publications. So
4: good idea.
3: Um. Yeah, and uh, you know, trade out advertising. Uh, again, with with um, you know, local businesses and things like that. Uh, it's one of the things that if I ever had the time to try and really track down sponsors for this show, I was, you know, there's all these national sponsors you hear on the big shows, you know, mm-hmm. things like you know Nature Box and uh, Audible.com and things like that. And I've tried to get those people, but my listenership isn't enough for them to even you know take a look at me at this point. Uh, They're looking for big numbers. Uh, But my idea is just go to people out in your community. They don't have to even care that you're an international um, entity, which every podcast really is almost by default. Um, But for very little uh, money in exchange, uh, you can probably get some, some sponsors. And I think having sponsors engenders other sponsors, Yes. You know, so if if somebody even fairly big hears that you're you've got advertisers, they're going to go, "Well, the guy must have some listeners somewhere that I'm not seeing the numbers for because the numbers as you know on podcasts are pretty sketchy to try and find out how many downloads and who's listening and, you know, how how much it gets spread around." So, uh I think there's some wiggle room there to to make some hay.
4: Very good. That's very helpful.
3: Yeah, it's um, you know, I've been to the, the first two Los Angeles podcast festivals and have sort of inadvertently, <clears throat> although they didn't invite me to speak, I've been invited when I, once I get there to speak on several panels uh, and you find out a lot of stuff from those things. So that's something else. And these podcast festivals are starting to pop up all over the place. So I think that's another bit of handy advice. If you see one that's somewhere within hailing distance, try and get there and just, you know, press the flesh and learn some chip tips and tricks. Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, I've, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, there's a podcast called Keith and the Girl. All right. Uh, And that's all that they do now that that's their living. They're making a living doing that podcast, which to me is just amazing. Um, I mean, I can understand, somebody like a Mark Maron who, you know, had a comedy career and managed to sort of reignite it with, with his podcast. But these people didn't have anything going on really that had anything to do with show business. Mm -hmm. And they've turned it into a living. They're, you know, making a lot of money selling their merchandise, and uh, uh, so there's definitely there's definitely money to be made. And it's uh, I think being clever. I think having something original like the Hobcast, for instance, I think is something that can cut through the clutter because there's an awful lot of clutter out there.
4: Yes. So you're saying I should get on Keith and the Girl Show?
3: Uh, <laughs> absolutely. If they'll if they'll have you on as a guest, absolutely. Um, again, you're the only, you're the only troll out there, which makes you, uh, uh, something I think worth getting if you make sure people know that, uh, you're the only thing in town.
4: Yes. And here, well, the other thing is, is I do under, I understand why people wouldn't necessarily, uh, people who do uh podcasts wouldn't necessarily seek me out. Cause it's like, Hey, I wonder what this troll thinks. That's not a good idea. <laughs> just sort out that. And sometimes I will tweet at people to get them to see if they'll do the show, and I think they see the 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 one troll and they get upset, they get scared, or, or or perhaps um apprehensive.
3: Uh, probably. I mean, that's that's a possibility. Um, hmm, it's a good question. Uh, how to kind of get around that? Um, um, other than that, I think it's just uh. You know, uh, trying to m- increase awareness of what it is that you do. You know, I mean, I think you've got a, there's a natural curiosity. Well, what's Hob the Troll? Uh, and I think, um, you know, I, I'm i trying to remember if on your site you, you have samples of your show or is it just the episodes? It's just the
4: episodes. Do you think I should just have samples
3: as well? It might be interesting. I mean, you have so many funny things that happen. I think even taken out of context, you could put together a pretty funny, you know, three to five minute, a sizzle reel. Okay. you know, it's like if you're an actor, you put together a sizzle reel of your best stuff. Uh, And I think you could do that with with the Hopcast, you know, pull some some clever stuff out. Make sure you mention up front who the guests, you know, the kind of guests you have on the show. (laughs) Mention their pedigree, you know, the folks that have been on uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour and things like that. And then, you know, play two or three little clips that give people an idea of what they're going to hear. And uh, that may be good. And uh, like I said, a lot of shows are willing to play promos so you could probably send those around to some other podcasts
4: that's a good idea
3: yeah you got to kind of spread the wealth and try and get the word out there that's the main thing i mean every day there are more and more podcasts coming online which is both a good thing and a bad thing the good thing is it's making more people aware of podcasting the bad thing of course is it's making it harder and harder to uh to break through the clutter
4: yes but i just I, i just think uh you know I, I and I like your show because I get to find out about other shows,
3: yeah, yeah, and that's I mean that that was the whole reason for putting Suck it Hash together was there was no outlet for it and the 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 truth matter is there's so many shows out there now I can't stay ahead of the uh, the avalanche uh of but what of been what's coming to, to
4: on so many times what's Adam I'm sorry you've been very kind to have me on so many times well
3: like I said, you are the only troll out there, Hob. And uh, so it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. I think you're a, a voice of difference in a wilderness where uh, an awful lot of podcasts sound pretty much alike. Uh, you know, I've got what I call the shoot and the shit shows, which as my regular listeners know is just, it's fine. But you know, how many times can you hear five guys talking over each other?
4: Yes. Here, here's the thing. One of my, one of my guests, uh, Mr. Lickety Splickety said he doesn't listen to podcasts too often. But he listens to the one that he's been on. Yes. Uh, And uh, he he made a very good point. It's you want to when you're listening to a podcast, you want to be a part of that conversation. You know, if it's if it's if if, if it's good, you want to be a part of that conversation.
3: Uh, I think that's a great perspective. And it's very true. Um, If this
4: conversation was going at a party, you would want to, like, kind of jump in.
3: Yeah. And you want to, you know, you'd hope the host is kind of savvy enough to ask the kind of questions you'd ask, even if they, he doesn't get exactly to the one you wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you want to find out more about the guest. So I'm hoping we've learned a little bit about Hob the Troll here today. I think so. And uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Is there anything you want to uh, tell uh, tell the listeners uh, before we we sign off?
4: Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at Hob the Troll. Yes. And um, when I stay up, uh, when I'm allowed to stay up uh, late enough, I will occasionally go on the hashtag walls.
3: Oh, there you go. That's oh, cool. it's fun. Yeah. Uh, I jumped on there myself. It's pretty fun. It's all so good. Yeah. Um, well, this has been great, Hob. Thank you so much for taking time out of your, I guess, busy evening. I don't know what, what you do with your nights. but
4: Yeah, it's um, busy. Let's say that. Okay. Well, that's good.
3: And uh, we will, uh, you know, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Uh, so uh, I'll give everybody the, uh, well, why don't you tell them, where's, where's the best place for them to, to find your show other than HobTheTroll.com?
4: Best thing to do is search on iTunes for the Hobcast. And uh, leave a review.
3: Doesn't cost them anything. Nothing. Absolutely. Give you five stars for God's sake.
4: Oh, yes. Uh,
3: and give you a thumbs up on Stitcher. Why not that?
4: Oh, Yeah.
3: And are you on SoundCloud?
4: Not yet. I'm working on. See, that's what I want to do for the for the uh, the music. I want to start putting it on now. Great idea. I was I I, I mentioned to Harold that I was doing the show, and he's like, "Oh, he's so nice."
3: Oh, I hope I have been. Yes. Excellent. Well, that's great. We will, uh, you know, we're going to talk to you uh, hopefully again soon. And uh, I'm glad we got a chance to play some of your music. I will, uh, of course, uh, continue to clip your show from time to time. Very good. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
4: All right. It's been a pleasure.
3: Thank you, Hob.
4: Thank you.
3: Thanks again to Hob for uh, making himself available for that interview. And uh, catch the Hobcast if you can. Again, that's uh, hobthetroll.com. You can also find the Hobcast, of course, at iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. We close out this episode with our second Burst of Durst with a few tips on how to watch the World Cup.
6: Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few choice words about the World Cup, the most exciting sporting event on the face of the planet, as we've been told over and over again. Bigger than the Super Bowl and World Series put together. And go ahead, throw in the next Star Wars movie while you're at it. And we Americans should be congratulated for finally growing up and stopping with the mocking. Really? So what's the second most exciting sporting event on the planet? The Desert Tricycle Marathon Relay Seniors Division? We're more sophisticated now. Look at the huge leaps Major League Soccer has made in the last couple of years, easily propelling itself to the eighth or ninth most popular team sport in the country, right behind football, basketball, baseball, hockey, bowling, beach volleyball, water polo, and lacrosse, and maybe badminton, and in some regions, cow tipping and pie eating. But soccer, or football, really can be what Pele said o jogo bonita the beautiful game. We residents of the Estados Unidos just need to learn how to watch the damn thing. Number one, who to root for? Choose a team. Every match. Pick the land of your ancestors or the land next to the land of your ancestors or simply the underdog, which could be us. Number two, who to root against? Start with teams whose victory would impede your team's progress or or just root against overbearing, bullying countries which, again, could be us. Isn't that right, Vladimir? Or go traditional and root against the Axis powers. Number three, you need a big-ass TV. The bigger, the better. 70 inches is a good start, because soccer is fond of cameras that are fastened to the inside edge of the International Space Station. Number four, the World Cup is meant to be watched with people, preferably a bar frequented by countrymen of the team that you're rooting for, do some research. Stay away from wearing the opposing team's colors. And finally, if you do watch it at home, turn on Univision, not ESPN. The announcers are much more entertaining. You know the guy who goes, go When someone scores, he does stuff like that all the time. A penalty when someone almost scores. Even when players trip and fall, clutching their face, which is not flopping. It's an injury simulation. For Suckatash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst.
3: You can catch Will Durst tweeting at Will Durst on Twitter. You can also like him on Facebook if you look him up there. You can like us on Facebook, too, if you haven't already done that. Just search for Suckatash Show on Facebook or put in the URL facebook.com slash Show. We will show up. Did you know that you can also rate and review us on iTunes or thumbs up us on Stitcher or heart us on SoundCloud? We'd love any and all of that. And if you visit us at succotashow.com and click on our Donate button, then actually give us money, we'll be your bestest friend ever, and we'll mention you on the show. Like a special mention with a big fanfare with horns and drums. We'll make you sick of hearing your own name, we'll say it so many times. So do that. God, enough of of me begging you to love us. We're done here. Happy 89 is history. A wrap. If you didn't like it, we've been Car Talk. If you did like it, listen again. And please remember, no matter what else you choose to do in this life, please pass the succotash.
0: You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, and on SoundCloud. You can also hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at marc at Suckatash dot com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our non-toll free call number 818-921-7212 That
2: number
0: again is 818-921-7212 Suckatash is produced and engineered with the kind assistance of Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito home of the hit. Our associate producer is Tyson Sayner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey, our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I am your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywat, reminding you to please pass the succotash. Goodbye.